Hi, I'm Dr. Melva, your board-certified radiation oncologist and serial entrepreneur and investor. Welcome to the 1% Code podcast. I help top income earners create multiple streams of income to support the career they love or the one they want to love again. Learn more on the 1% Code podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the 1% Code Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Melva Pinbingham, board-certified radiation oncologist, serial entrepreneur, franchise owner, and I help physician entrepreneurs struggling to grow additional income streams navigate entrepreneurship to scale their income. And today, we are talking about there's a way. So for those of you who have heard the term, the phrase, if there's a will, there's a way, I want to talk to you about that today. As an entrepreneur, as a physician entrepreneur, as a mom, <laughs> wow, have I got some stories. Oh my goodness. Like, I might not have any English. I might have some stories to share with you today. I have some stories to share with you today. Again, I find myself recording this podcast to get it done. If there's a will, there's a way in a coffee shop. So you're going to hear the background noise. I was going to do this outside, but it has to be like 100 degrees in Chesapeake, Virginia today. Actually, I'm not even in Chesapeake. I think I'm in Suffolk right now. It's the end of the day. I actually had a doctor's appointment for my eyes today. I don't even know how it got to be the end of the day before the podcast was coming out, but here we are. You have to get it done, right? So this phrase came up toward the end of last week when I was traveling. For those of you who listened to the podcast last week, I had a daughter that made a state softball tournament with her team. They did a great job. Um, They did the best they could. There were some travel teams in there with rec ball games. Those of you who are in sports know how that is. My other daughter was at a basketball camp, came back to work this week, and I don't know, it was just a lot of things going on. I also recorded that episode. One of the things we talk about here in the 1% Code podcast is that done is better than perfect. So a lot of us in entrepreneurship, when we're first starting out, especially, or we hit a plateau, we get stuck on this perfectionism and we worry more about the final result or what will people think or what if it goes wrong instead of just getting started and getting going, right? And we get stuck, this analysis paralysis or imposter syndrome. And my challenge for you and my challenge for myself has been to just get messy, get dirty, get going, get started. And I always need reminders of this. And this weekend, actually, my husband helped me with this. There was this task that I avoided and I I do like Olympic style avoiding, right? It's not just that I won't do it. As a matter of fact, I'll start five to six other projects <laughs> instead of doing this one. And I think I talked about this a little bit last, last time, but in this kind of epic adventure that I was having last week and having two children needing to be in two separate parts of the state last week, I ended up driving four hours in one day. It was insane. It wasn't really planned, but whatever is, you know, my father growing up always talked about Murphy's law, you know, if something can go wrong, it will. And it's funny because when he saw me last weekend, my dad, he says, you know, he calls me a nickname, which I won't say on the podcast because what is it like on the internet? Kind of like in Vegas, what, what happens here doesn't really stay here and lives forever on an IP address somewhere. Uh, but he, he comes to me, he talks to me and he said, you know, I can't believe you just made that drive. And I was thinking, well, what's four hours in one day when we lived or I worked in different rural areas as a physician, I'd do seven, seven and a half hours. One time, <laughs> it's kind of funny. One time I lived somewhere and I didn't want to get my hair done by someone else. I literally drove seven, seven and a half hours back and forth to go to my beautician. But anyway, I digress. So anyway, I did this 
epic four hour drive. And when my dad looked at me and was, you know, he had just done half of that. He said, I, I don't know how you did that and came back and awake and have energy. And I looked at him, it's like, what you taught me that there's a will, there's a way. So the reason I want to bring that up is that you're going to be faced with multiple hard times in entrepreneurship. So right now we're in the pandemic. There are multiple businesses that started during the pandemic. They failed. If you look in any of these strip malls, there are lease signs up, there are for sale signs up, there are businesses that started or thriving, they closed. There are businesses that got the EIDL loans, the PPP loans. Once those were exhausted, they're over. We've even seen in the businesses we've had for the franchises where we're seeing more red in the bank accounts these days. Yes, overdrafts and then deposits to take it in and out. You don't have to be perfect to be an entrepreneur. As a matter of fact, the more failures you have, the faster the failures you have, the greater success, the higher success you're going to have. So back to if there's a will, there's a way. You have to figure out how to get past the difficult times in your life, in your business journey. And if you don't have a mantra to get you through those hard times, you'll continue to have the hard times. So what is your mantra? That's really what I want you to think about. And I think it's interesting when you're in the different phases of your life, which mantras or, you know, whatever you like to call it, your affirmation or, you know, your go-to saying, I mean, everybody kind of has a, a different take on it. What is it that you fall back on in those times? Um, and it, it's interesting because, okay, I've said that a lot, but again, it's been a long day. I'm literally sitting here holding my phone because the shop I'm in, the Wi-Fi didn't work. So I'm recording this on my phone. I probably don't have the best mic. But again, it's just about getting it done, being consistent. And one thing I learned from Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income, I'm going to link him below, said that you should link on their podcast that you listen to. And I listened to Pat Flynn as I was driving four hours at five o'clock in the morning to take one child to another one. I've been listening to Pat Flynn since he's been out, maybe he started talking about multiple streams of income, passive income back in 08, 09, maybe 2010 is when he started podcasting. Uh, but he was one of the first people I started listening to as an entrepreneur. And what he said is that you should talk about other podcasts and link other podcasts because it connects it. So there's a marketing tip. But anyway, one of the things he said was that, but he, you know, he talked about, um, I completely lost my train of thought, but we're going to keep going. But he talked about getting out here, being fresh, pivoting when you need to as an entrepreneur and you know, it's not really about all the other stuff that you worry about, you know? So here I am <laughs> again, I feel like this has been two or three weeks in a row. And, and another thing I know I was saying it now, sorry. I know I was saying it now with, with Pat Flynn. He was saying it's better to batch your content. Okay. And I teach this any of my clients or anyone that's taken my courses or work with me one-on-one -on -one, um, in VIP coaching. And if you're looking at your fish physician entrepreneur, you're looking for a coach strategy, struggling to make those additional income streams, you can uh, go to drmelva.com and there's a link to have a strategy call with me. I'm happy to get on the call and see how we can help serve you here at Dr. Melva. He talks about, um, he talks about batching, right? And repurposing content. But for me in the last three weeks, I haven't been in that zone because the message is shifting. The focus is shifting. And you're okay doing that in your podcast. You're okay doing that in your content. You're okay doing that in your clinical life, you know, for those burnout doctors out there. That's fine to do. But if you're not batching your content, 
if you're not planning ahead, ahead, it doesn't mean you quit. It means you just find yourself in a coffee shop again at the end of the day, holding your phone, recording on not perfect mic <laughs> with your VA who's going to help produce your podcast so that it comes out as your listeners who you appreciate very much are waiting, you know, to listen to your episode, right? You know, so it's the, the more you, the more you let go of what you're holding onto that could be completely meaningless, the stronger you're going to be, the lighter in weight you're going to feel, right? So one more story I'll share with you because I really hope someone's getting value from this. <laughs> I, I had a patient that finished uh, this week and, and those of you who are just happen to listen to this as your first episode. And those of you who have listened to me before, thank you again for continuing to stay on with me even in these weeks like this when I often wonder how I've done this for so long. She, she finished um, earlier this week and it was one of those days I was out last week. And so when I, I came back and she, she understood, sometimes you connect with people on a level that's difficult to explain for other people. And I was sharing with her a story because when she first started her treatment, she was less than excited about having radiation. And I don't think anyone jumps up like, oh my God, I have been waiting to see a radiation doctor and I've been waiting to have radiation. No, no one gets excited about meeting me and everyone is super excited that that's the last time they will see me as a radiation oncologist and they hope to see me outside of the office, which I completely understand and support. So she was finishing, she said, we're, we're having a story, we're sharing a story. And, and I started the story explaining it, what had happened. And, and I started with, if there's a will and she finished it, she said, there's a way. And you know, it just gave me chill bumps because when you connect with someone on that level and they understand on a different level, the meaning, the culture, the saying, and, and what I like to say is that they, li- they live some life. You know, that's what I like to say. They, they live some life. They've been through some things. And, and when I'm talking to some other doctors, when we talk about, you know, sometimes med students, right? Like physicians, you know, you know, these conversations that I'm having. Or you talk about, you know, younger residents or maybe patients that come in or just disrespectful to your staff. And you can tell those professionals or you can tell those patients or you can tell those colleagues who haven't done enough in their life. They haven't lost enough in their life. They haven't had enough business exposure experience in their life to really appreciate the will and the way and the sacrifices to get to where they need to be. So I respected this patient even more than I had the first day I I, I met her because to get through any treatment, to get through a cancer treatment, to get through a radiation treatment, you know, on the other hand, to get through entrepreneurship, to get through almost anything that I can think of on so many different levels, it takes a lot. And to continue to grow, to continue to overcome obstacles, it means a lot. So I'm encouraged. I'm inspired. I'm also tired, <laughs> right? And, and when I want to quit, when I want to throw in the towel, something like that always happens. It could be something as small for me as seeing a patient that's continuously sick, continuously going into the hospital, 
and a, a patient's family that maybe we've talked about different options such as hospice or palliative care before. And just, just going out there again and saying, hey, look, can are, are you open to having this conversation one more time? Are you open to talking about the options and what you want in your life? What goals are important to you? And, and maybe talking about a hospice or palliative care consultation again. I know I'm jumping around here, but I really hope that this is valuable and I'm speaking to someone that needs to hear this. And I was able to do this recently. And when that patient left, she said that was the best news she had gotten that day that I reopened the doors to talk about a palliative care or hospice consultation. So I want you to continue to be inspired, even when you're tired, even when you're burnout, even when you can't get a Wi-Fi signal at one of the places that brings you into their shop for their Wi-Fi, even when you teach and coach on batching content and you haven't batched enough content to repurpose or have a podcast going up each week, right? Even when you, um, what else? I don't know. Anyway, Pat Flynn, I'm going to quote Pat Flynn again. Pat Flynn, I love you. Shout out to you. I would love to have you on my show. Pat Flynn says you shouldn't wrap up really long because people know that you should end it. So with that, I appreciate you listening to my show. I'm Dr. Melba. Until next time, this is the 1% Code Podcast. Love you. Until next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. And for any of my fellow physicians listening today, I have a free gift for you. Nine business ideas for busy physicians. To get your hands on it, just go to melvasfreeoffer.com. Again, that's melvasfreeoffer.com, M-E-L-V-A-S-F-R-E-E-O-F-F-E-R.com. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the 1% Code Podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, leave a rating, and I would love your five-star review.